know that I've been on this rant for a while now about dating sites and how ridiculous they can be and how they make it almost as if you're working a full-time job, just trying to figure out who's who. And by the time you go out with somebody, it, you're lucky if you remember who the person was a week later because nobody seems to follow through and nothing seems to click. So I decided that I would reach out and talk to a friend of mine. This is a man that I know who does some work around my house. He's a businessman. He's single. He owns his own house. I would expect that he probably does pretty well for himself. And uh, I said to him, so how's the dating scene? And he looked at me and he gave me one of those looks, like double crossing the eyes and the horns came out of his head. And he goes, you don't want to know about this. And I said, well, actually, it might be a good idea for me to talk to you on my podcast. And so he agreed, and his name is Drew, and I would like to introduce you. Drew, welcome to the Sugar Mom Podcast. Thank you. So I'd like to talk to you about your experiences with dating, but I have questions for you to precede this. Because I know you, but I don't know the intimate side of you, and I don't know your background. I've only known you for a very short time. But you're a guy, and I always look for a guy's perspective. And so my questions to you are, number one, have you been married before? Yes, I've been married one time, and approximately the years was about seven years, a seven-year marriage. Are you guys still friends? No, not at all. (laughs) Okay. Did you have children together? No, we didn't. Okay. Well, how long did it take you from the time you divorced until you decided to start dating? Well, it took approximately six months because I had to feel like I had to sh- shake the old relationship out of me. Yeah. I didn't want to bring uh, bring to the new relationship my old worries. Got it. And what were the old worries? Uh, certain things when you are in a marriage, especially one. When you sleep together in a bed, your bodies are in tune to each other. And I noticed that and I had to break that spell out of me, getting used to sleeping by myself. Yeah, that's a tough thing to learn. And, you know, on on the other hand, there are people that are married that haven't slept together in years. And if they start a second relationship, they have to relearn how to sleep with someone. Yeah, that's absolutely right. It's craziness. (laughs) You know, it's like the game of the dating scene game has totally changed. Even when I tell you when I go out to when I went out on my first date, it was totally a new experience for me. You know, I'm 41 years old and the young lady, she was three years younger than me. And she said to me, well, are we paying half for each other? And I looked like my head was just spinning up inside (laughs) inside itself because I couldn't (laughs) believe it. I said, I'm a man. A man's supposed to pay for this dinner, not you. Right. But, you know, that's the thing was new right now. Yes. It was just totally new to me, and I just couldn't believe it. Yes, it's true. A lot of things have changed from uh, the time that we, before we got married in that generation. So you joined a dating site? Yeah, and And did you notice any difference between the different dating sites, or were they basically the same women just frequenting or different sites? One thing about that is it's so much a different variety. And you don't know what you're dealing with. 
There was one incident I had where, you know, what they call now catfish. I never knew what it was at the time, but it happened to me. And, you know, the young lady, she had a picture of herself and we met and it wasn't her. Oh, that. Oh, so yeah. now I thought that meant that they don't show up. No, that means that it's not the person that was there on the, the website, on that on dating site. So they use somebody else's picture. Yes. And information. Why would somebody do that? What is the point? You have a lot of low self-esteem people. And from when I met that young lady, just her appearance alone can tell low self-esteem. But I tried to explain to her, you misled me. So I cannot go any further with you. And she was trying to be very adamant. No, I need to be with you. I need to work this out. And I was like, no, because you lied. Even after this was just the first time together. Yes. And she was clingy. Yes. That's kind of scary. That's almost psychopathic. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so what do you look for when you go on a dating site? How would you describe the woman that you want to meet? I want the woman to be very particular on who she wants. But nowadays, what I've noticed, because we have a lot of career women, they hold their standard higher, which I'm proud of. But they're looking for men with lower professional skills than them. I've noticed that. Now, wait a second. Yes. You're saying the women want the upper hand? Well, there is a lot of women that are, let me say this, they're high, very high professional. But when you look at their husbands or their boyfriends, it's very low. It's a power struggle right now is what we're dealing with. I'm so serious. And when I went out on this date and this woman told me, she said, you know what, you intimidate women. And I had to sit back for a minute because, you know, you know how we as humans, we don't see ourselves. It's not as easy to see yourself as it is to see somebody else. Right. But this woman. When she said that to me, I had to think about it, and I said, okay, let me think of all the relationships that I was with and why we always had a similar differences, but the breakup. So, you know, she said, you know, Drew, I'm going to tell you, you're very, very strong, and a lot of women see that strong, and they can't take that strength. I said to her, well, why not? Well, a lot of it has control to do with it. With the intimidation, she said to me, one thing about you I can say is, look, you're independent, you're self-employed, you have your own home, you have everything. So for a woman like me coming to your table, we have to have a lot. So I said to her, well, I'm not looking nothing from you guys like that in that sense. You know, I'm looking for companionship. She says this, we women... We look into a man and look for a weakness that a man have so we can build on that weakness. What? You you don't have a weakness. This is what she said. How old was this woman? I'm 41. She's three years younger than me. (laughs) And this is what she said. She honestly believes that women look to find weaknesses in men. Hold on. What does she mean by build on that? Do you mean pick at that? Well, you know, she see a weakness. She want to make that weakness into a strength. She wants to change a man for the better. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. That's just craziness. What? I've never in my life heard a woman say that. Never. So I don't know where, you know, what breed she is. 
I'm very serious. I mean, most women look for men that don't need to be fixed. What are you doing? What is that noise that I'm hearing? See, I'm trying to fix you right now. What in the world are you doing? What is that noise? You were doing something. Don't tell me nothing. Sorry. <laughs> Most Sorry. women look for men that don't need to be fixed. I mean, we've already raised our children and our husbands. You think we want to go through that again? Was this woman married before? Actually, she was. And do you know for how long? Actually, she told me it was eight years. Eight years of trying to fix a man. Mm. I think that's just bizarre. I would agree. When you go on these dating sites, what is the most important thing? I mean, if you had to pick one thing, aside from, you know, no catfishing and be honest, when you look at someone's profile, is it what they look like, what they write in their profile? Is there a catchphrase? What is it that catches your attention? Actually, it would be the catchphrase and what's in the profile. Sometimes when you read the profile, it doesn't explain everything fully to the to total detail of the person. And when and you have to really talk to the person, once you talk to the person, you get to know the person, then you can know exactly who that person is. So the profile, you know, anybody can put a profile. And yes, I do look for beauty. So I look for education in a woman first. Um, because uh -huh. that's what I'm attracted to. I'm, you know, to be truthfully honest with you, um, I, I fall in love with what's in a woman's brain, not what her body looks like. You know, every the body is like last to me. But the number one thing, what I look for is her brain. And number two is her heart. That's a very, very beautiful sentiment. And not too many men say that. Speaking from experience, when I'm on these dating sites, you know, I write so much in detail in this profile to the point where I talk about the fact I'm a cancer survivor and I'm a willful woman and I'm a little distracted by the dating site because and, and disheartened because people don't seem to be who they say they are. And I'm, I'm just a little tired of it. And even after writing stuff like that in my profile, I'll get emails from men that say, looking good, babe. You know, like, <laughs> hey, hot legs. And I'm like, what the fuck? Did you not read anything I just said? I know that they're just looking at the pictures. And who in the world would respond to somebody that says something like that? Well, you'd be surprised nowadays. Let me give you a promise example. A man comes to a woman and says, babe, you're hot. You know, if you're looking to get closer to that woman, those are not the accurate words that come out, out of your mouth. You know, but the day and time that we're living in, you know, everybody's so blunt with their words, they don't hold back or even think about what they're saying first. My thing with relationships, it's a build-on-trust thing. You're going to have rocky times. You're going to have good times. You're going to have bad times. But I look at, you know, learning through my previous relationships and looking, looking ahead in life right now. And I see there are more single women out here. There are more single men out here. And it's like, it's, 
easy to get with a person now because you have all of the social media. You have all these quick things that you can get in contact with a person. So you can find a person quicker now. So it's a new age of way of living and way of dating now is what I wanted to say. It's true. When uh, I was a young 20, 30 or whatever, there were no such things as dating sites. You'd bump into somebody in a restaurant or on the street or at the bar. And, you know, you, you'd talk and that's how you meet You'd swap business cards. At one point, we didn't even have cell phones, <laughs> you know? This is the thing. You know, I remember in my 20s when I took a woman out on a, on a date, it was the dinner or a movie or a walk in a park, somewhere where we can socialize first. You know, the movie would be secondary. That's what I would say because, you know, when we're in a movie, we're sitting down, we're not even talking to right. each other. But if we're sitting at a table or we're walking in a park, we will know each other so much better. Believe it or not, it's little things that I truly believe that makes a person better in their life. And so, like I would tell you, and I would tell if anyone was to ask, well, how would you assess Drew? And Drew is simple, but everybody looks at me as, you know, way big and out there, but I'm very simple. Hmm. So... The, the challenge for me right now in this day and time is for me to find the correct mate because that mate has to know how to deal with me. Understood. Well said. And, I mean, that goes for everybody. None of us are perfect. We all have flaws. We all have little idiosyncrasies that we know we own. And... Who wants to have to go through this all over again to teach somebody what our problems are? You have to pray that they'll have the patience to understand what makes us who we are. And that's and true. that's part of it. The things about marriages that make a marriage go south is one, the man and the wife, they forget who they are. Or were. Oh, oh you're absolutely right. Right. But the thing is, if they do little things, I've noticed if you do little things that when you guys just met and keep those little things going, that's what keeps a relationship. That's what's keeping a, a, a marriage. I agree. It's uh, almost like having date night every week. Exactly. I totally but agree with that. You can't schedule it. You, have to, you can't be on a schedule. I don't believe in scheduling. Oh, you can't say that. If you don't have kids, you can't say that. You don't understand. Well... When you have kids, your life revolves around their schedules. It becomes who's the carpool queen and who becomes the carpool king. And if there's time left over for the two of you, you're lucky. If there's time left over for you, you are a superstar. But you do have in marriages now where it's not like that. Dad is out working, mom is working, and you have the kids raising itself also. So you have so many different elements now in a dating scene that you have to deal with, with women that you're meeting because of the kids, because of the broken relationships that they had with the ex, bad relationships. Another thing was going on out here. There's a lot of women out here have really been abused. That's the number one flaw that they're saying out here. You know, I've been in an abusive relationship. I've been in an abusive relationship. And I say to myself, how can you be in an really abusive relationship, whether it's verbal or physically? It's, it's 
physically and mentally hurting you. And you stand. I can't step my feet in everyone's shoes. But for me, I'm saying to myself, I cannot be in a relationship that is abusive. I think uh, I'm not sure if abusive is the right word. It might be that people stay because it's the easier fix. And it becomes abusive emotionally to stay where you don't feel like you belong anymore. In other words, it's it's just a lot easier in some people's heads to stick it out and stay and take it and deal. And to me, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. I believe that is a form of abuse. I would rather take that leap over that line in the sand and and just try out the other side. And if I lose what I had, obviously it wasn't mine to keep in the first place, but to be abused you're not really being abused by somebody else. You are allowing yourself to abuse yourself by staying. That I will agree. One hundred percent. But like I said, it's also have to do with that person's self esteem. Yeah. If you don't have strong self esteem, chances are you're not going to be the type to make that change, to go, to leave and find a better relationship. It's it's being weak. One deal that I have with uh, when I first meet a person, a woman, and when we talk on the phone, and so far it works for me, and this is what I do. If that woman and I can be on that phone for more than 30 minutes on that first call, we can have a relationship that can work. If <laughs> within that 30 minutes not, it's not going to work. I'll just leave that person alone. Mm -hmm. So the dating scene also is turned into a class scene. You just reminded me of uh, somebody that I was talking to on a dating site, texting through the profile. And he said to me, I have a rule that I talk on the phone before I go out with anybody. And, you know, I got my back up like the New Yorker that I am. And I said to him, well, rules are made to be broken. I prefer to go out and sit in front of somebody and have a drink. I never heard from him again. <laughs> but now I understand a little bit more why he might have said that. Yeah, I, I understand why he said that. And, mm -hmm. and this is what happened to me when I, when I met a woman online on Tinder. And she was very adamant. She went crazy on me. To me, I, I, I couldn't believe it. Her, her, her questions to me was... Where do you work? Where do you live? Do you have any kids? Do you have any baby mamas? Do you have any uh, uh, criminal record? You know, keep going on. Keep like going she was on. grilling you. I said you. to myself, what is this? This is, is this a job application? You know, and I looked at her and I read her, her profile. This was a woman who had two kids. And she's working a regular job. You know, she's working but you know I can tell that she was in a relationship and it was a sour relationship and she's trying to get into something that she can have you know stability for her family I can understand that but when you're going at a person that you don't know with all of these degrees I just had to back off immediately yeah yeah you you're know? not the first man that I've heard say that that it's like filling out a job application. And on one hand, I can understand it. I almost feel like the dating site should have some place 
within the profile where these questions can be answered. Like they do that. They'll ask you what you do, what your hobbies are, what you earn for a living. They'll ask those things. But there should be a more detailed list. There should be a poll that is taken of men and women and what are the top 10 questions that women want to know and the top 10 questions that men want to know. And those 20 questions should be on a specific dating site. And that should be enough to allow each other to know enough about each other as to whether they want to follow through on a date. Now, for instance, women might want to know, you know, what a man is like in bed. A man might want to know if a woman even puts out. Now, would you find those questions on a dating site? Hell no. But those are the things that are top of mind. I would like to know those things before I even step outside my door. They're just important. Yeah, I want to know that he's got an education. I want to know that he makes a good living because I'm not going to support him. I want to know that he knows what he's doing in bed. I want to know if he's got any skeletons that I have to worry about. Not skeletons in the closet. We all do. But is there anything I need to worry about that's going to come and haunt me? Or are you beyond that drama? And we all have drama. That's like one of my pet peeves when a guy writes in a profile, I don't do drama. Well, you know what? Fuck you. You're divorced, asshole. You went through drama. Don't tell me you don't know what drama is. It drives me crazy. There are questions that we could have a whole list pinned to the front of our shirts or lapels that we could just stand in front of each other and give each other a pen and answer the list without looking to see what questions are being asked. And then you go in the bathroom. We'll be right back. So you go to the men in the ladies room. You take the thing off of your shirt, off of your lapel. You look at the answers and you decide whether you want to continue with the date. (laughs) it's a little bit out there but i could see it working (laughs) i could see it working also might as well what do you think about long distance relationships oh useless it's not gonna work yeah i kind of agree i've been in one it only lasted three days oh that's not what i consider a long distance relationship (laughs) (laughs) well i appreciate your insight And thank you for joining me because every woman wants to know what's going on in a man's head and vice versa because I've got men that listen and I've got women that listen. Men won't admit to listening, but the women are always grateful to hear a man's perspective. And if you don't mind, would you like me to give your information out so that people can call you if they're looking to date? Sure. All right. What's your first and last name? My name is Andrew. Fully, Nixon. And he said that with conviction. If people want to reach Drew, that's what he goes by, you can write me at Robin Marshall Sugarmom at gmail.com. And by the way, let me just remind everybody to subscribe to the podcast, Sugar Mom, because every Tuesday I'll just throw something on your phone or your smartphone and you won't have to come searching or looking for me because I'll be right there. And it's usually around 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. If there's any review or any comment you want to make, leave it right there on iTunes. Because I get back to everybody. And I really appreciate what you have to say. And Drew, thank you so much for being with me tonight. I love it. Good. You feel like you vented a bit tonight? Yeah. 
Okay, so you got some stuff off your chest. It's always good to get like, stress out. Cool. I'm gonna keep it in. I agree. Thank you. Go ahead and say whatever you wanted to say, because. No, I'm not saying nothing now. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm not saying nothing now. Why? I am not saying a word now. You chicken. <laughs> I'll say it later. Just edit it out because I want to hear what it sounds like. Oh, God. I'm so anticipated on hearing what it sounds like now. See? See what you just did to me? <laughs> yeah, no. <It's> radio stuff. <laughs> and he thinks I'm not going to leave this in the podcast. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, God, no, you're not, Robert. Don't do me like that. <laughs> Don't you just love when people become themselves after they think they're not being recorded anymore? That giggle is the man that I know, and he thinks I'm going to cut that out. You've got to be kidding me. Okay, everybody, we'll talk later. It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom, because I am the only one that calls herself that. Take care. Westwood One Podcast Production.